Hello and welcome to episode 157 of the 61 IndieCast. My name is Mike Toundro and that boy Kyle Stevenson. And me. And this guy, Harry Lazidis. Also me. And the homie, Austin Ertz. It's a me. I struggled real hard to find variations of that. I only had that boy in my mind. <laughs> but I don't want to keep saying that boy. Not not indie related, but have we all seen Ben Starr do Mario on, on no. the social media? Not yet. Ben Starr, the voice of Clive from Final Fantasy 16. Personal friend of yours. Yeah, yeah, very, very much so. We, we hang out all the time. <laughs> I wish. Uh, he did a bunch of lines as Clive or as Mario, but as Clive, like in the That's Clive incredible. voice. And it's just it's. I highly suggest everyone go go check that out. It's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah, that that happened this week. That's a weird week. It's been it's a been weird a, week. It's been a weird week. <laughs> that was this week. Yeah. Oh my god. Hence me accidentally saying that's been a weird week because I thought it was like three weeks ago. <laughs> Here we are. Here we are. Rocking like a hurricane. Speaking of rocking like a hurricane, you are listening to the Six Foot IndieCast, a weekly video game podcast highlighting the indie scene and smaller games outside of the AAA space. New episodes drop each and every Monday morning on all major podcast feeds and YouTube.com slash 61Indie. Supporters on Patreon.com slash 61Indie can tune in live as we record and gain access to Clocked Out, the IndieCast post show. But if money is tight, no worries. You still could show support with a simple click. Wherever you're listening, go ahead and leave this podcast a review. Follow at 61Indie on your social media poison of choice. Voice, subscribe and hit the bell on youtube.com slash 61 indie and tell your friends all about us shout out to the pd fans supporting on patreon kobe cordis jacob mccourt jill Grote, nicholas johnson nicole humphrey play at jason the compound and our showcase producers cole aka the good sir jacob mccourt again because i forgot to delete your name off the above and brett griffin <laughs> bit of housekeeping speaking of them showcase producers the Mini Indie Showcase returns on August 30th on YouTube.com slash 61Indie and 61Indie.com slash Showcase. Uh, today, we announced a bunch of spicy little deets, 33 games, 47 minutes. So be sure you subscribe on YouTube. Catch it live as is premiering. You won't want to miss it. Some familiar faces, but plenty of new goodies and exclusives for you. Very excited. Um, you could grab... The official showcase t-shirt right now on 61 slash merch designed by the wonderful Cameron French of the French Dip Design. It is gnarly. Uh, if you've looked at Kyle lately, he's been wearing it a lot. Yeah, there's a reason for that. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure they know about it. Of course. And uh, as always, right after the showcase air, so around 1247 p.m., EDT. Uh, we have a bunch of bonus content dropping. We have, I believe it's seven interviews. I think that's the number. Uh, yeah. Some written stuff from our beautiful editorial team and uh, a three plus hour post show because <laughs> we're out of our goddamn minds. God, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Mike and I were like, yeah, let's talk about behind the scenes stuff. Hour, 15 minutes go by. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like the first hour and a half is Kyle and I talking about a lot of the behind the scenes stuff and then the Second half is uh, Harry and um, Matt join us to go through the games uh, one at a time to uh, chat about them a little further. Good stuff. So, so if you're three hours handy. Well, <laughs> not even just that. If you're listening to this uh, audio version, it, it's going to happen in like two days. The day it comes out. Oh, yeah. Just, just break it into, into three yeah. chunks. Just watch yeah. it in hour chunks. Give us more yep. views anyway. You know? Yeah, Please. absolutely. Um. PAX West is also this week. By the time you're listening to this publicly, I will be at PAX West. Uh, so be sure you say hello. If you see the bald beacon shining through the bald rays beacon. of the Seattle really Convention good. Center. Thank you. <laughs> uh, got a fun little tidbit about PAX West. This is, has nothing to do with housekeeping. This is just a side thing. Um, so for work uh, with Vicarious, we're exhibiting Mirthwood, which you should go uh, check out if you're at PAX West. Um, but we got a heads up that from Reed Pop that the seattle convention center is going to be unusually dark and that we need to plan for a dark exhibitor hall and i Lean don't know it. what that means Lean into dark it. exhibitor hall <laughs> yeah so, so like, grab, grab your pjs uh, a teddy bear <laughs> I, was, I was thinking like a hockey mask like just, mm, just lean into mm, it yeah. spooky. Yeah. like it can't be that dark like we can't have people tripping over themselves yeah. and stuff so like i don't know what that means <laughs> But we That's, had like internal meetings and we're like, okay, if I have to run to Target to get a lamp, I'm going to run to Target and get a lamp. Like, I it love is you're just going around with, use that headlamp. You headlamp, yeah. Or, uh, play date. 
Yeah, I should bring yeah. that. Yeah. Get more money out of that or usage out of that money. Well, I'm yeah. curious what's causing it. I don't know. I wonder if I, it's like an eco initiative. Maybe. Unless there is a booth that's like, hey, we need to be a little dark in there in here. Like one of the triple A's. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm trying to remember when I went in 2020, I'm pretty sure or 2021, sorry. Um I'm pretty sure there was a lot of natural lighting. That's what I figured. <laughs> Unless like, I don't know, unless man. I'm totally wrong and I'm remembering it like incorrectly, yeah. but I remember there's a lot of natural lighting being less literal and it's like a really like just dark like themed, <laughs> yeah, <and> just a, <laughs> a heavy toxic environment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, Pax West, I'll be there. So if you see the bald beacon, give it a little slap on the head. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> um. And I, I always forget where the panel is, but on Sunday at 6.30 local time, I will be a part of Video Game Trivia hosted by the lovely Jacob McCourt. It's in one of the Butterfly Theaters. I feel I like you say that on every other episode. Blue something? Blue Morpho? Blue Morpho. The Blue Morpho Theater. I feel like you say that every other episode. You announce you're on there. It's almost like a, a returning guest. Crazy. Yeah. We love him. You, you must be good. <laughs> oh, you'll... We'll see. Stay tuned <laughs> to find out how I do. <laughs> we don't know yet. We don't know yet. TBD. Uh, I'm going to embarrass myself. Uh, and just heads up for the next few weeks. We are on like pretty much this episode kicks off kind of a irregular podcast schedule. So on August 24th, you are getting your mini indie showcase post show on September 2nd, 3rd and 4th. You're getting PAX West episodes daily. And then uh, September 11th, uh, that's back to normal. So to clarify what Mike said, he meant August 30th is when the post <laughs> Yeah, show August releases. 30th is the post show. Whoops. August 24th is today, which is the day of the recording. Yep. JK, behind the uh-huh. scenes. LOL. <laughs> Thank you, Harry. I'm glad I'm you tired. caught it because I didn't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I you said idea. August 24th. I'm like, no, that's that's right now. No, no, no. <laughs> also, just a little bit of a Google search. Apparently, PAX West, uh, the overhead lighting will be off as like a sensory thing. Oh, Okay. According to this uh, sensory access organization where they talk about the accessibility of the conference. Okay. So it's probably not dark. It's probably it's not like gonna be dark. It's just not, there's not going to be Mood blaring story. lights in my eyes. Well, I mean, there's also going to be a ton of screens with very bright, colorful video games happening. And Devolver will probably have their booth literally yes. on fire. Absolutely. <laughs> and AgroCrab will have spotlights on the live crabs. I still think you should bring your headlamp, even if it's just for an aesthetic touch. I, I definitely will. Yeah, go for it. If I can find it. Um. <laughs> All right, y'all. We're going to keep things short and sweet tonight. It's going to be a, a classic what we've been playing episode because a lot of things have been dropping and there's a lot of things to talk about. Kyle, I've been talking a lot. I would like you to kick things off with your first 45 minutes of Blasphemous 2. Yeah. Blasphemous 2 released uh, today, August 24th. Um just recently played Blasphemous, talked about it a few weeks ago, and completed it, 99% of the map uncovered. Still don't know what that 1% is. Probably will never figure it out. Um, and then uh, I chatted with our good friend Darren um, of Rusty Rupees, and he chatted with the devs, and they mentioned, like, all your issues with the first game, we have corrected it, and we've listened, we've heard your feedback, and I can confirm in just the 45 minutes, it is so much faster and way less clunky, and um, uh, combat is fast. Um, nice. The ability to now, you choose between three starting weapons, uh, so you got, like, some fast double da- daggers, so they almost look like, um, oh my god, what is the fencing weapon called? Rapiers? Yeah, there you got, like, double, double-handed double rapiers. A poker, yeah. <laughs> uh, a, a traditional sword with, like, thorns wrapped around it or, like, a giant wrecking ball, like, mace. But it looks like um, if you go to a Catholic church, the thing where they, they do the incense and the smoke mm. comes out of it, oh, yeah. it looks yeah. like that, but it's, like, gigantic, and that's, like, yeah. the slower weapon. Chastable? The, the, I <laughs> almost, yeah. <laughs> What's that thing called? I, I, I almost no said the Jezebel. <laughs> <laughs> what is the Jezebel? They actually use that to chase the Jezebels away. So you're probably not that far off. Let me see. Swinging church <laughs> incense burner thing. Yeah. It starts with a C though. Thur- thurible is no, it started with a C. I don't believe you. What is the Catholic thing called? Thurible. 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 I guess thurible. Yeah. Or oh, bata, bata fum- fumario. 
Yep, I'll go with either of those. I don't no. know. <laughs> no, little, twelve little years known, Catholic school. It's, it starts with a C. Fuck you. Say little known fact. It starts with a C. It's just silent. But so many mm. people don't know that that. Yeah, you, know, you can't find it. Absolutely, yeah. that's true. Uh, so I went with the rapiers, the double-handed ones, just because I liked how fast they were, and um, at, like the map is much easier to navigate. Uh, I'm learning from my mistakes of the first one, and I'm marking where all the. Uh, I can tell that I have to backtrack yeah. and, and get tire things. So hopefully that will help out big time when it comes to later in the game. Um, four really menacing uh, bosses that you have to take down before you get to the top. Don't even try to let me explain the story. I have no idea. <laughs> it's very it religious themed. It it's like, yeah, no, <laughs> um, it's beautiful. It's gorgeous. There's also giant people like the first one where that, that you get like upgrades to your health and your flask and whatnot. Um, like the, at the first one, there was just a lady covered in just in hair and she was like 20 feet tall. And it it all right. Yeah. No, not nearly as sexy, Harry. Okay. Um, and this one, no I just walk. Shame. All right. Bald beacon. Yeah. Uh, no hair shame. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, I walked into the room, another really tall lady who had like four or uh, eight arms and had like a, a child breastfeeding. And she's just like, don't talk to me. Leave me alone. It's like, oh, OK, I know I'm going to have to come back for this eventually. Um, yeah, and it's starts gorgeous. I mean, I can't wait to get into it more and unlock the new powers and magic spells. Um, they've got new things that you can add to your kit, your whatever it's called repertoire yeah and, and they like buff you so like uh, more damage output more damage reduction um if you pair two unique ones together they do like added bonus things so it's way more in depth than the first one yeah i think it's a good time um shout out to the game kitchen they clearly know what they're doing and uh i'm very excited to see this one through even though there's tons of video games coming out uh, i know many games <laughs> now um clarification Souls like Metroidvania, if people yes. aren't familiar. Yep. Um, would you recommend people just jumping into this one if they haven't played the second one or haven't played the first one? Yes, cool. absolutely would. Even though, again, I'm just early on. Um, I think it. I think it takes from the DLC ending, like that canon ending is is what the story takes off from. Okay. Um. But if you can understand the story, you can just probably just watch or read a recap of the first one. Um, you're there to, for the gameplay and the aesthetic, and uh, it's definitely top notch. So I would say you could jump into this one. No problem. Hell yeah. Yeah. I will eventually jump into it. Yeah. And you like, I, <laughs> exactly. I wanted to play Stray Gods to talk about it and touch it. I picked up Wavetail from Super Rare, wanted to play that before we hopped on here didn't yeah. do that so there's play and then next week we'll talk about it later even more indies are coming so it's yeah. next week's wild what was all about? <laughs> never ending it's it's nuts um real quick i would like to piggyback off blasphemous because i played the beta for the last faith which is also a souls like metroidvania very similar to blasphemous um this was a game that got announced via Kickstarter. I, I think over lockdown, something I backed like pretty quickly because it's unabashedly Bloodborne. Uh, it's like 2D pixel art Bloodborne. Like, like, like as soon as you walk out of the first like room or whatever, you're in for all intents and purposes, Yarnum. And it's like, yeah, that's my vibe. Of course, I'm gonna really want to dig into this. Um, jumping into it, I'm a bit less excited for it. Hmm. Uh, I think it is the it's funny enough it feels very similar to the blasphemous kind of critiques where like it's fast it's it's, it's like actually attacking feels like somewhat fluid to some extent but like everything just feels like stiff as you're attacking you are like firmly planted on the ground there's no like real motion once you start a combo it's like it's kind of hard to stop a combo and you'll get it attacked like mid button press there is no parry system that i'm aware of at the moment so like all you have is a dodge roll and the dodge roll isn't super effective all the time um it's really gorgeous it, it is similar to blasphemous where obviously judging by the name like lore wise it's 
somewhat faith driven, obviously. Again, I didn't get too much out of the the few bits of dialogue that I've encountered so far. Um, I'm curious to play more. Like, I, I am getting a key just through Kickstarter. Like, we'll see if I play it right away or anything. I, I just, I don't know. I, I'm a little lower on it now with the 25 or so minutes I played. Um, what was the other similar game to this and uh, Blasphemous that we played at PAX that we loved? That came well, moon scars. Oh, moon scars. Kings. I also wasn't crazy about moon scars. I think yeah, it, it's very similar, right? Like, is it wasn't Same that bad. even like a little bit slow in combat and stuff? I think my problem with moon scars, and I feel like I would have well, no, maybe not. I was gonna say maybe I'll that this will get fixed with like uh, like if I grab it on Steam Deck or something. Um, everything is so tiny, like I'm playing it on a TV like far away, I could not really comprehend like a lot of text and and dialogue and, and just like menu options it just felt a little too overwhelming and like it was hard to comprehend and it was like constantly straining myself hmm. i like i said like i almost said like maybe that would be fixed if i grab it on like steam deck or something something but i'd imagine on a tinier screen it'll be more of an issue um the gameplay on that was like it felt good it definitely it felt better than the last faith as far as i remember um, but yeah, I, that's another one that I like, eventually I would like to go back to, cause yeah, I, I know Harry also really dug it at PAX East yes, sir. last year. Um, mm, this year, two years ago, I can't two remember. I know it, it's definitely not this year, 2023. No. Yeah. I think it was oh, the no. last year. Last year book. Book. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you have a diary of the past like five years Hell yeah! <laughs> of all the things we covered. Um, but yeah, I, I think like if I am going to jump into one of these, it, it seems like Blasphemous is going to be the one that I delve into. Like when, once I'm ready for another uh, 2D Souls like Metrovania kind of thing. Um, yeah. Seems like Blasphemous is, is the one at the moment. Like we'll see, like obviously this is like beta. Clearly they're going to be tweaking things until launch. Mm-hmm. Only a glimpse. I, I only got to play like one quick little like it seemed like a mini boss because I kind of annihilated him pretty quickly. Um that too like after like after i got the boss i i just started walking around in circles like there was locked doors and like i i explored everything i could i didn't know i must have missed something but like no idea where uh, where to go after that boss and like a couple npcs that i found and i don't like feeling lost like it doesn't feel like there's i like you a good souls like like from software example like the way they do like very gentle signposting even if it is through like dialogue or lighting or or whatever and granted triple a versus indie like yeah totally whatever um but yeah i just feel like there wasn't super great signposting as to like where you should go like clearly there was like levers and stuff that i could hit but like i couldn't read like there was clearly like a uh what seemed like a bonfire like above me at some point but like there was a ladder that was pulled up and clearly i need to hit the lever that was above where i couldn't reach but i explored the fuck out of the entire area and i have no idea how to get to that platform so yeah tldr a little less hype about it now but we'll see how it turns out in a month all right austin last week you were stoked about legend bowl yeah legend bowl Bowl? yeah what is legend bowl rocks it's uh if you are like me you you play sports games but you primarily play madden and you play madden because you love franchise mode and i love franchise mode and i was looking for essentially like a 16-bit or like a retro uh tech mobile like football game but like with franchise mode where you can mess with the rosters and trade and uh the game to your your preference and that's what that's exactly what legend bowl is now i do want to say like everything i want it to be it is all that but it's like diet versions of everything i want it to be the gameplay is like 90 percent of the way there the like the ways you're going to interact with the rosters and like trading and signing players and that kind of stuff is like 60 percent there but it's there you can do it in the off season you can do it during the week but your players have to have like certain qualifiers like they're upset or they're not doing well or whatever you can't just i want to get rid of this player just because i want to you can't do that there has to be like qualifiers that make them available to do that too there's injuries you can uh build facilities to like make your players better and stuff like that um but yeah i i, Is I really like enjoy scouting austin 
No, there's no, no. scouting, but there is a draft. Okay, cool. Um, and there's the, one thing I really like about it is you can tweak the, like in, in Madden, you know, you can you can change the gameplay sliders. Like if you throw a lot of picks, you can kind of throw intercept. You can put interceptions down a little bit. That that exact same thing to an extent is here. You can like take down the difficulty, but you can like tweak certain aspects of the game. Like I'm really good at rushing, but I, I kind of suck at passing a bit. So I'm going to put like the defense down a little bit and passing. Um, and that's all there. So I, I made it to where it was like perfect for, for my skill level. And I got to the legend bowl and I'm happy to announce that I'm on the legend bowl champions of season one. Let's go baby. Oh, yeah. Let's yeah. Go. Um, and I like it too, because there's milestones, like little achievements. And one that popped up that I think is like neat. Cause I've never seen this, at least on the Madden or anything like that before is where it's like win the legend bowl without a star quarterback. I was like, huh, I never even thought about that. Like, my star was my running back. And usually, like, you lean on your quarterback. He's the leader of your team. But um, And my, my running back won MVP. So, you know, we kind of wow. kicked ass. Um, but, yeah, this game rocks. It's really, really good. If you like Tech Mobile, if you like those retro fo- football games, this is, like, a modern version of that with, like, all the be- bells and whistles you like from Madden or fran- specifically franchise mode and that kind of stuff. So, I, I, whatever I wanted it for, it's that. It's just it's more than a half step. It's just not the fully realized vision of it. If that sure. makes sense, but it's yeah. real, it's still really, really solid. Well, what in your opinion would make it that full step? Just giving you more opportunity to like tweak players and trade gotcha. players, making basically everything in franchise mode is there, but just died back a bit. So I, With, I want that like the restrictions or like yeah. the gotcha. Yep. Okay. I just want to open up and let me basically do 16 bit Madden. I've got that. That's what I want. And Sweet. Yeah. it's it's close to that. And the gameplay, it feels slow. So it takes a little while to get used to it because your your little guy's doing the little little weird run animation and you're going. But once you get used to it, it, it works. You can call audibles, you can you can you can change on the plot on the on the way, you can motion players. Like there's a bunch of stuff in this game that I didn't expect that I really enjoy. So like I'm not huge into sports, but like my sport, my duffy is football. Like I love that. It's sure. something that like my family and I have always bonded over. The NFL, I love them, but they're, they're a little toxic on certain things. So it's like I, I don't love that aspect of it, but the game of football, I love. Um, so just getting into the nitty gritty of that, I, I always have loved doing that in Madden and other games like that. Of that ilk, there's ESPN 2K5 back in the day was one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah, TO on good. the cover, it's a really good cover. Um, first but, person mode, you can play in yeah. first person. That was crazy, and you can yeah. play against celebrities. <laughs> where they, yeah. they had celebrities like pick teams and yep. pick players for teams. It's cool, anyway. But like, I I got that feeling playing this game, where it was like yeah. this is a new football experience that like got me feeling nostalgic and just like uppity and like they succeeded at this game. Legend Bowl Two is gonna fucking rip. I'm telling you right now, <laughs> it's gonna be so so good because. I can tell like their, what their vision is and like how they were just kind of like testing the waters to see how these certain systems work. And it's, it's going to be so good. Love it. Do do they like poke fun at like the NFL team names? No, like, there's not. Like I'm a New York giants fan. It'd be like the New York big men or like the Los Angeles voltage instead of the chargers. Maybe. Okay. The, the thing I like about that is they, they give you like a bunch of options for that too, where like you can oh, like, sweet. I don't remember what, what the terminology for them was, but you can like pick a mode, not, not really a mode, but like essentially skins for all the teams. You can be like more college mm. appropriate or more NFL oh, appropriate or cool. more AFL or like, you know, there's like a bunch of options. I just stuck with the default. I wanted to get in there and tinker with it. Um, but yeah, I, I noticed that they had a bunch of stuff you can cycle through and I, and I could tell that one were like more flashy colors that look more like a college uniform. And I think it wasn't called NCAA, but I think it was something like that. But they're not necessarily poking fun at that, but, but they understand what they're doing and they're putting those modes That's awesome. for you. There's, oh, yeah. there was one play uh, in, in the legend bowl of all times where I'm running down the sideline and the ref has, I know it's weird to say this for like a 16, but like has mass in a way so like i'm i'm running towards the sideline and the ref fucking hits me out of bounds at like the two and i'm like you have got to be shitting me and i was so mad i was like how do i fuck over the ref how do i just fucking longest yard this dude in the nads like i was so mad i was up by like 20 points i didn't give a shit about that but i was like no you just took away a touchdown from my mvp running back you son of a bitch yeah that's real weird huh that's, That's so strange that he can just block and ruin your. It was your so weird. Like, I, didn't, I didn't expect it. Like he was, and I could, he even has his animation where he's like trying to run and kind of get away from you, but he's just he's too slow. <laughs> too slow. <laughs> Got to get, get the get the lead out, buddy. Uh, yeah, it, it was fun. But the, uh, yeah. I thought there would be more like announcer commentary stuff. Oh, There's yeah. like none of that. There's okay. none of that. So the, maybe 
Legend Bowl too. They they get in their Duffy with that kind of it, stuff. Is really, there it, like weather and like day and there night is games? weather? There is weather. There's day okay. and night games. There's oh, snow. There's sweet. rain. Okay. I got a, a little milestone trophy thingy for when the Legend Bowl during a snowy like during a blizzard or whatever. Oh, that's cool. And I didn't even know, cool. but you could see those snow. I couldn't tell it was blizzard, <laughs> but I was like, there's definitely snow. It's cool. Like you mentioned a couple times now, like Legend Bowl 2 is going to rip. I love that. Like a lot of indies are getting that opportunity. Like we just mentioned Blasphemous 2, like Blasphemous 2 seeming to be a major improvement from the first one. Not saying the first one was bad or anything. And even like Gamescom, uh, the closer of future game show was uh, Torment of Souls 2. Torment of Souls 1, a game I, I really enjoyed. I, I never fully completed it. I was playing a pre-release and there was some like weird pre-release stuff. I want to go back to it eventually, but it's a, it's a very, really, really solid um throwback uh survival horror game and i always thought like oh man like the idea is here and like just take the ideas flush them out a little bit mm-hmm. put a little extra polish mm-hmm. you got it and then like yeah let's see what you can do with the sequel um so it's really cool that a lot of indies are just getting the opportunities to like well that's what independent is you could do whatever the fuck you want mm-hmm. um so yeah i hope to see legible too also I- made, an, made an impression on me and i was watching kind of funny today and they had their xbox screen up there and I'm like, Mike definitely had it of downloaded in the corner. And I'm like, ah, yeah. oh, I see that. I see that legend bowl. Let's go. <laughs> um, I forgot to mention a quick shout out to uh, Jill Grote on the Indian former. She has a fantastic breakdown of all the indie announcements. It's we've been too busy with showcase stuff where we couldn't really live react to any of the Gamescom stuff. But like, Gamescom has been like wild with the indie side of things. So go to the Indian former. Um, Jill has a fantastic breakdown of everything that's been announced and everything that continues to be announced through the weekend. Little Nightmares 3. Are you? freaking kidding me Little, so, okay hold on i want to ask you really yes, quick yes absolutely but how, how do you feel about it being super massive not great <laughs> but, <laughs> but i love that it's happening okay so like the, yeah. initially when i saw that i was like i don't feel like the ambiance that i normally feel feel with these kind of trailers in this type of game i watched it a few more times and i was like okay there's like there's a little bit of that in there so i'm worried but i'm not as worried as i was after rewatching the trailer a few more times sure. um I do feel like there is going to be a loss of something with the teams changing hands there. But with, I can't think of a specific example, but it, them losing something always gives them the opportunity to kind of inject something else. Yeah, so like, I'm, I'm hoping they kind of make up for it with something else. And I think this one is intended to be multiplayer, which I don't think, I know you could do multiplayer in two, but I don't think it was intended for it. I think it was sure. just kind of like, you can do this. So I think if they lean into that angle and they really get that right, um, I think that could be really, really cool because oh, yeah. for horror games, for me, like there's something It sounds so stupid, but like making you feel helpless is something that makes the game like more engaging to me. Like it, it yeah. helps me like kind of like put myself in those in the, the little ch- children's shoes. And like that's what makes the, that's the magic of little nightmares. And then literally twisting everything else around you to essentially be a nightmare is just like with the with the coolest, most like gross art that I <laughs> that you can think of. And like, that's the shit I love. And there, there were sprinkles of that in there. I didn't know if I don't think I love the setting. It was almost too bright. Like I was like, I don't like I hope this is just like one stage where like I hope most of the game like this isn't the, the breadth of the set of the setting. I hope that this is just one stage. You get through it. You're done. And then it's more dark tones like that. Um, but we'll see. I'm really excited that that got announced. You listen to those podcasts already, Austin? (sighs) No. (laughs) There's so many games and there's also so many podcasts. That's that's the thing. And I probably won't. I usually don't like to get any kind of inclination into a game before I play. Sure. So I probably will just avoid it. Did you play Dark yet? Me? Yeah. Dark with a Q? Yeah. No. (laughs) But I know it. (laughs) You should play it. It's good. I think you you suggested that because because of Little Nightmare. Because of that. Yeah. 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 I probably would enjoy it, but. There's nothing like the magic of Little Nightmares 2. No, I agree. I agree. Harry. Michael. Port Solace. Bald Beacon. I've never <laughs> called you Michael, by the way. That's, that feels so weird to Michael me. Michael is reserved to ex-girlfriends who hated me and my mother. And Harry, I guess. And Harry. <laughs> that Listen, be... you don't know what category I'm in yet. <laughs> <laughs> that was very much like old school Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Like Mike Zordon, and you're talking to the giant floating head in the tube. Michael? (laughs) Rangers? Wow, everybody. I can't do a Zordon voice. That was really bad. Um, What game were you just asking about? Fort Solace? Fort Solace, yeah. Okay. So Fort Solace is a game that we checked out at PAX East of this year, Mm -hmm. where it was a very atmospheric walking sim 
ominous vibe kind of game. So the premise in this game is you play as a guy named Troy Baker. Solace. Jack. <laughs> you play a guy named Jack. No. His name's not Jack. No, yeah. Um, no. Jack yeah. Solace. <laughs> no, no, it's so <laughs> sorry. Continue. You play as a guy named Jack and you're you're heading towards Mars's one of their mining bases called Fort Solace. Jack. Jack. Oh. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you got to figure out, like, why is it not? Why is it so ominously quiet? Why is there a distress beacon on? Or, like, how are you going to get things running so the company can get back to making buku bucks? Um, so my big question with the game when we played it at PAX East was, all right, cool. This is a nice vibe, and I'm digging the – um, environmental storytelling plus the video things that they play to give you some context as stuff happening before you get there um, as well as the person you're talking to on the radio um, but is it going to advance more beyond that so far I'm an hour in and it's exactly that which is fine I'm just wait I'm just not sure if it's going to advance further as more advanced puzzles which are really simple um, more dynamic quick time events which are pretty straightforward um and i think they they mentioned it's supposed to be like a almost like a thriller immersive cinematic thing it is really pretty the the graphics are phenomenal for an indie and any developer like it's really high end quality where it looks almost photorealistic at sometimes um especially with the panning views i think those are really rad um but i don't know where they're going with this game like, are they trying to do like a strictly environmental storytelling thing and get to from A to B? Or are they trying to get me into a false sense of security and then shenanigans is going to happen halfway through, which is totally possible um, because there's definitely some dynamic moments in the trailers that make me think poo-poo's going to hit the fan, um, which has me excited. And especially with the voice actors like Troy Baker, um, Roger Clark, and Julia Brown, like the the chops are there, the graphics are there. I'm just not sure if the entertainment of the gameplay is there. Because yeah, I love environmental storytelling. I love walking Sims. I love hitting me in the feels, whether it's happy, sad, or somewhere in between, or emotionally devastating. Um, but for me right now, I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna finish it. I'm gonna hopefully sure. enjoy myself. But I'm curious if it's going to be a drag to finish or it's going to be an edge of my seat kind of thing to finish. Because so, they also emphasize, too, this can be done in one sit through, which I did not do because I was like, OK, I need a break um, after an hour. So it's only supposed to be like three to four hours. So okay. hopefully it's just introductory woes. And then it gets like, like, ooh, edge of my seat while my back's thrown out. I'm just going to so push through. You said you're going to keep playing it you're going to keep playing it because you enjoy it enough or you're like doing your due diligence and you're going to complete it because it's short. I will say I I'm curious of the story for sure. Okay. So it um, gave you enough of an inkling. Yeah. To... And I got a review code. So thank you for the PR <laughs> okay, <product> cool. team, <laughs> uh, for providing that. <laughs> so I want to make sure I give it a go. If it was going to be a 40 hour game, I'd be like, Nope, <laughs> this is done. Sure, yeah. Um, but w- the fact that it's three to four hours, I'm expecting it to ramp up or, I get more context on what I'm doing and why I'm doing it instead of just corridor, corridor, ominous bathroom thing, corridor. Like, well, is it still I, the thing that I remember from when I demoed it as well at PAX where you can't interact with other things until you interact with the first step first? Maybe. Like, like I can clear, like, I just remember so much in the demo. Like, I can clearly, I know where I'm supposed to go. Mm-hmm. And there's a thing that I can clearly interact with, but it won't let you until you do every meticulous step first. I think it's that same same thing. thing. Okay. I haven't. I like in my head. I'm like, let me just do exactly what they want. Not because like exploring to me didn't feel that rewarding in terms yeah. of like, oh cool, I'm in this like weird thing with a turnstile door that opens and like three things I could interact with. I'm just going to go straight to the thing that they want me to do because chances are they're going to make me hit all three of those things next. Yeah. I just remember like they forced me to look like at a stack of boxes Mm. for like context clues before I could interact with like the door to open up. Yeah, I think. think Okay. All right. It is getting mixed reviews. So hopefully I'll be hope like 
hopefully my I, my point of view gets more honed in as I finish it. So maybe in the next week or two when we have a regularly scheduled podcast that we can delve deeper into it. But I mean, overall, I'm intrigued. I'm happy it's not a 20 hour game. Um, but they were really leaning into the fact that they want this to be cinematic. They want yeah. this to be a, a one seater or like play your own pace, but they're really emphasizing like this can be one really long sit down uh, of like a four hour game, but like the visuals, the voice acting um, is cool. And I'm a sucker for environmental storytelling. So like if they give me more audio files and more videos to look at and be like, all right, like time leading up to this event and then, the postscript of it like i'm all about that um and it reminded me weirdly enough of a kaleidoscope has anyone watched that on netflix oh not yet no okay so i i watched i was actually watching it this week um where it's pretty much each episode is a different time marker on a timeline of a big heist that a bunch of robbers are doing so one episode might be 25 years ago one might be six hours before the thing one might be three hours after the thing so piecing it all together trying to figure out what is this cohesive timeline um is intriguing which is similar ish i wouldn't say to that extreme uh, in fort solace where you gain like bits and pieces of like a video of like or oh, xyz is happening that's so weird and then you get another audio clip that's like oh three months before that nothing's happening we're all good to go um, so kind of following that timeline is interesting. And you didn't, you know. you didn't mention the coolest thing about Kaleidoscope. Oh, um, the coolest thing about Kaleidoscope, because I didn't want to get into the weeds of Kaleidoscope, um, is each person who watches it on Netflix has the episodes in a different order. Yeah. So like you're gaining information at different oh, times. Yeah. So like That's my cool. first episode was six weeks before the heist. Someone else's could have been like 15 years before the heist. Yeah. Um, Anyways. I don't know if I would think that's cool. That's uh, cool. Yeah, I guess. I, that's it's nothing a, to do with video games. It's, it's cool. a very cool <laughs> concept that I'm glad Netflix and the person who designed it tried out. Um, yeah, also, pay your writers. It's cool in concept because I've heard yeah. people say that, like, eh, I didn't really like it. And someone's like, oh, I really liked it. And I was like, what was your order? And they're like, eh. Yeah, like I don't remember the order, but like I would say the first two episodes, you're like WTF is happening because you have no point of context of anyone, which I guess is the point. And they crafted the episodes to be very like, hey, let's do little reminders of who everyone is, but like in meaningful ways. Um, yeah, I didn't intend for this long of a tangent. I, my apologies. Like, I'll take <laughs> wow. you on that. So, I mean, yeah, it was cool. I, I didn't watch the last episode yet. I'm still <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Fort Solace, I'll watch the slash play the end of the game slash cinematic experience soon. Cool. Um, Jack. Do I want to kick it, kick it to an ad quick and then we'll, we'll, we'll wrap up these last few games? Yeah. All right, let's kick it well, to an ad. Oh, oh. Okay. I was going to say, why don't you do one of yours so then there's only three left? That's fine. Okay. <laughs> Fuck me then. Let's go to the ad. Wow. <laughs> Language, sir. If you've gotten to this point of the 6-1 IndieCast, that means you must enjoy what we do to some extent. So with that logic in mind, if you're enjoying this, why not support us over on patreon.com slash 6-1-Indie? We are a tiny company with huge ambitions to help amplify the indie scene one game at a time. That includes our massive production of the Mini Indie Showcase, a biannual indie game showcase for indies by indies. Not only would your dollar support our efforts into spotlighting indie games, but you gain a few perks for the podcast. First and foremost, you don't have to listen to this ad every single damn week. Secondly, you can watch the podcast live as we record it and join the discussion in the chat. And last but not least, you gain access to Clocked Out, the weekly IndieCast post show available exclusively for patrons. This is where we get to talk about AAA games and films and get a bit unhinged and talk about like the scorpion king and and wombats and getting hurt and stuff like that anyways if you're able to and sincerely only if you're able to it would mean the world to us if you considered supporting us over on patreon.com slash 61 indie and we are back to the show i would like to talk real quick about xeno tilt hostile pinball action the sequel <laughs> to demon tilt occult pinball action oh that's cool yeah uh harry have you played demon tilt Demon's still uh, not enough to have a strong opinion of it. Sure. I, I mean, the 20 minutes I played was really nice. Sure. Yeah. I legit only played about, I, I think I played two rounds before the podcast tonight. Um, just cause I, I really dig demon's Sold. I think demon's Sold 
um, probably the best digital pinball game out there. It's it's if you're unfamiliar with it, it's just like a acid trip of a pinball game that you're just like you take LSD and you're just on a fucking rocket ship to hell. Uh, That's a requirement. Just, you have to take yeah. shit to Mars. Like Actually, if you're accidentally taking it, yeah. If you like, I don't know. <laughs> it's a pre-order bonus. Oops. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like you eat like an oh airhead God, and you accidentally it's laced. Like who knows. who knows. Um, but yeah, Xeno Tilt. It's essentially the same thing as Demon's Tilt, except it gives you a little more uh, objective. So like the the way the table is set up, I like to kind of describe it as like kind of three sections. There's like the lower table of the pinball table that like you would be familiar with in a normal like arcade setting or whatever. Two flippers on the bottom, and like just like some of the you know decorative stuff up top that that scores you some some goodies and some points um then you break through there's a middle section then you break through again there's a top section all with their own independent flippers some flippers on the side each section has what i would like to call i guess like a mini boss or at least the section one and two have like little mini bosses and there is like the main entity or whatever that is controlling the table and controlling the situation and making everything look batshit and making and trying to make you fail the table the way xenotilt is set up it feels like an acid trip matrix it feels like if system shock like cranked things up to 11 and was just really loud really flashy and was just screaming at you the entire time there is a big photosensitivity warning for very good reasons it's it's there is a lot going on in this game but like it is so fucking cool it is so stylish there is so many side objectives that you could aim for. It is approachable in the sense where like, you know, there's two kind of pinball players. There's the player that just plays pinball, just like hit the ball up and down. Eventually you lose cool game over. But there's the other like hardcore pinball people that like play to like finish the objectives and so on and so forth. Some tables do it well. Some tables don't, don't do it super well. The Mars attacks table from back in our days fantastic they just reissued it i played it over the weekend it's fantastic i digress um so yeah in in xenotilt you are aiming to like take out all the bosses while you're doing that you are obviously racking up scores this new version implements um a perk system so if you land your ball like in a it seemed like a um claw machine kind of thing it'll take your ball and unlock a perk so the perk could unlock like new weaponry or something like that um there are also uh there's a, a tur- there's like weapons this time around so like you could hold your ball like if you like hold both triggers and hold the flippers up you could kind of cradle your ball um i see you harry you cradle your balls all you want uh you cradle your ball cradle right, those balls right before the flipper and that will trigger a targeting system because there's a bunch of enemies on screen that all the mini bosses are like tossing out at you and the turrets will if you nudge you could do it both ways you could either nudge the table so you could fire manually or you could set an option to do auto targeting and and auto firing that's what i did because there's a lot on screen happening and it'll just shoot all like the little flying enemies and rack you up some more points so that's like a really cool thing and part of that perk system you could uh, unlock new weapons like arc lightning and shit like that it's really cool it just adds to the flashiness um but yeah like i said i only played two tables so far it's I think more flu from I, I played Demon Silt like a, a couple of weeks ago just to get a, a remind myself of the feel. It does feel faster, more fluid. It feels like the frame rate is a little more improved. So I think this is like a, a substantial step up to Demon Silt. So if you're a fan of pinball and you want something wild and something different, I highly recommend checking out Xeno Tilt. Um, but yeah, be warned if you are sensitive to like a lot of flashing lights and just a lot happening and like demon lady yelling at you that you're not doing a good job be wary of that but did, did you notice an option to tone down the shininess you can yes okay. there is an option to tone things down and, and reduce shakiness i didn't dig into the options too too much but i did notice that there was like a couple options to reduce a couple of the features which okay. is great much yeah much welcomed um i am playing it on steam deck it's not verified or anything for steam deck but it, it runs great it's such a great handheld game Nice. So highly recommend it. Uh, I want to end with the new thing. So Austin, well, no, let's go back to Harry because yours ties in nicely with mine. Harry, you what made you go back to Infernax? Steam Deck. Yeah. Yeah. I um, also rebought cool, it thanks, for Harry. Steam Deck. 
So yeah, just quick. Um, we don't need to harp on this too much, but sure. um, in addition to working on a million other things, including games we can't talk about yet, uh, uh, I opted like to what? try. I don't know. <laughs> uh, and I decided to go and finally play Infernex. Uh, so far, I'm three hours in. In case we forgot what Infernex is, uh, it, am I saying it weird? In- I always said Infernex, but like Infernex. Infer Infernex. Okay. Yeah, um, <laughs> kaleidoscope. Infern Jack. Did I say kaleidoscope weird? No, no, no. I'm just nothing. Continue. <laughs> okay. So it's pretty much a 2D Metroidvania. It's Castlevania. Castlevania. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, where you're playing as this knight who hasn't been to his homeland in a few years. He comes back and then like poops it in the fan. And they're like, oh my God, there's monsters everywhere. Please help us. He's like, dude, I was gone for Oops. like. How did you guys do this? Um, so uh, what I found really interesting was there's so many choices that you have to make in the game, which I remember people talking about last year where it's like save the person, kill the person, kick the the magic people away, let them stay and chill. Um, and there seems to be outcomes related to that, some that are immediately obvious, some that I will probably find out at the end of the game based on the trophies and achievements that I'm noticing. It's a really fun one, uh, I think, Underground. That you come across, I don't want to spoil it for you if you haven't done it yet. Underground, no. It it, it like reshapes <laughs> the the world. Oh, cool! Like yeah, literally it's, it's, reshapes, or like yeah. Okay, no, that hasn't happened yet. Um, which I'm excited to see then. Um, so yeah, just futzing around, playing the game, enjoying it. the The combat's pretty straightforward. The platforming's very old school, where you've got to be pixel precise. And at first I was not very happy about how brutal the game is. Cause I guess in my head, I forgot how brutal games were in 1980 something and 1990 something. Um, but I'm trekking along. There are two options to play the game either as um, classic, which is what I'm doing where if you die, you go back to the last place you saved, or there's casual where it's after you die, you lose some of your stuff, but you pretty much start and continue where you are, which can definitely make it less frustrating um, and quicker to upgrade your magic, health, and other buffs and debuff stuff. I'm looking forward to finishing it because I think I'm three hours into like a 12 or 10 hour game. I think it's the hours. Uh, so it's really pretty. I love the pixel drawings. I love the uh, like intros to the bosses and various other moments where it's like really high fidelity pixel art. And I'm such a sucker for those. I'm just like, oh, so pretty. Um, and I'm really curious to, after I play the game, you can play it as the other person. Yeah. I don't remember the guy's name, but I think it's a squire. Yeah. That sounds like Jack. Could be Jack. <laughs> Could be Jack Salas. Um, so I'm curious how much different it'll play. If it's going to be like a uh, shovel Knight, where you play as different characters and it's a widely different experience, or if it's just a, a skin overlay, but yeah, pretty cool. Sweet. Enjoying it. Yeah, it's on my list to eventually go back to because I rebought it for Steam Deck. Nice. But video games, they keep coming out. It's weird. Austin, how's Vampire Survivors do- treating you? Still still good? S- still great. I redownloaded it to play co-op. I haven't done that yet. But I've been playing. I've just been playing a lot of hours before bed <laughs> where I'm just like, I don't want to go to bed yet. I can do a few runs. And then like three hours later, I'm like, oh, God, I should probably go to sleep. And There's something. Did they update? Like, because I know... I initially had like all the things unlocked where like it up, up, it does your speed and all that. Something feels a little different and I can't place it. They they just updated the engine. They changed the engine. Okay. Yeah. But I, I, I can't put my thumb on like what is different. It just the feels engine. slightly the engine is different. different. <laughs> I know, but like the way it, <laughs> no, something about the way it feels that I just I can't place. Sure. Was it the jack engine? Yeah. The solace, but it's still literally fantastic. Like it, it's very, very, very clear that like the roots are from like the casino slot games or whatever. Yeah. Uh, the bright lights and all that. So, because mm-hmm. I am hooked again, and I do intend to play co-op uh, with my wife eventually when I force her to do it. It's funny. I, I took a complete 180 on Vampire Survivors, where I was like, I don't get this last year, and I'm like, Yeah, I get it. <laughs> 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 I like these kind of games now. Love it. And I intend to play. This is just a quick. Benba. It's downloaded on my oh, Xbox yeah, right same. now. Has anyone played through this title? I don't... Yes. I, mean, I just haven't heard a lot of talk about it since it came out. So. Yeah. You did say Venba, correct? Yeah. I just want to make sure. Yeah, Venba's beautiful. It's awesome. Yeah. It's like hour and a half long. It's like yeah. a oh, feature-length really? awesome. film. Yeah. It's really, really good. Yeah, it's just 
Game Pass. The the issue with just the schedule nowadays is like it, Vemba had its week and then yeah, that's exactly else, what happened. You know, yeah, it was a flash pan where everyone's like, "Hooray!" and then thirty six hours later, they're like, "Anyway." Did yeah, you say it was what? a flash in the pan? Uh, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> Jack. Speaking of Vampire Survivors, I've been playing one of my most anticipated games, a mini indie showcase alum, something I've been playing on and off since January, but then Early Access finally came out this week. Whisker Squadron Survivor oh. from Flipfly. Uh, Flipfly, the folks behind Race the Sun, an OG PS Plus title, I think, Kyle, right? It was yeah. a point back in PS4. It was, it's so good. It's so good. Um, so what Whisker Squadron Survivor is... It's Star Fox meets Vampire Survivors. You are flying around doing the Star Fox thing, the on-rail space shooter, shooting baddies, and it fuses it with Vampire Survivors where every time you take down an enemy, there are little gems that you have to pick up, and you keep picking on gems. You level up. You pick between three perks or a new skill or something. It could be faster fryer rate. Um, Your hull gets... uh, uh, HP goes up every time you make like a tight boost. You get a little uh, missile like drone thing going on, a variety of things. It does the vampire survivors thing and it works so fucking well. Like these, these two genre blends are a match made in heaven. Um, Granted, I am a Star Fox sicko. I always just look for the next Star Fox game and it does the Star Fox thing very well. Whisker Squadron in general, both survivor. And I, this was a long time ago. I played like the early, like alpha of Whisker Squadron proper that's coming at some point next year the core mechanics feel really well really fluid uh, like it it feels right not as good as something like exodiac which is like one-to-one Star Fox, but it's different enough where it feels like its own thing but faithful enough to the Star Fox hardcore folks all three of us um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's fantastic it's in early access right now so like there's not much feature wise there are two maps three three or four ships uh, and three pilots that you can play around with. Um, And the gameplay loop is uh, you, you go into a stage, there's 10 zones per stage. Uh, Obviously with each zone, things ramp up The The enemies get more expansive, more intense. Each zone has the chance to randomly generate like a boss, like for that zone. So like you are constantly chasing down a boss. And if you take them down, you'll get a ton of gems and missiles and so on and so forth. Um, kind of the gameplay loop is you, you you're trying to reach the end of zone 10 but like right off the bat you're not going to be able to once you die or throughout each run you are picking up currency and with that currency outside of the runs you could upgrade your ships um both individually and like globally so like there are global perks such as like increased chance for critical hits uh start out with more missiles so on and so forth and each ship itself has uh, like their own unique upgrade paths um and you can also unlock the different ships through the currency you can unlock the different pilots through the currency there's an internal achievement system where uh if you do x amount of things you will be able to unlock one of the ships or the pilots so like there's that kind of like fun little metagame that you can kind of play into it uh but yeah it's legit like like austin uh i intended to jump back into vampire survivors to check out the new engine and some of the new stuff and i just keep seeing whisker squadron on my on my uh, little steam deck dash mm-hmm. and i'm like yeah i'd rather just play a few, few runs of whisker squadron mm-hmm. and like I, I just keep going back to it i have not been able to stop playing like i had to pull myself away so i could like legit tonight also i was like no i need to play the last faith a little bit so i have something to talk about you poor thing you i know poor my thing, poor man. thing <laughs> um it's great though it's such a great time i'm excited to continue following the development and obviously like the new things coming down the line. Um, I am so stoked that it hit. It's getting like universal praise. And uh, nice. yeah, shout out to Aaron and the Flip Fly crew because mm-hmm. shit slaps. Yay. Woo, that was a lot of games we talked about. But there's always more on the horizon. Kyle, what's happening this week in Indy? Big week in Indy. Uh, on Monday, August 28th, uh, a mini indie showcase alum, Blue Wednesday, yeah. releases on not me being funny is that just pc or is that zero there just for added flair uh 
flair let's say okay <laughs> blue wednesday coming to pc blue wednesday is a narrative adventure cozy game about jazz and love and about failure explore evan's city chat with various people and enjoy unique mini games that connect naturally stoked yeah uh tuesday august 29th Fucking tuesday oh boy sea of stars on <laughs> pc all consoles ps plus extra and game pass on day one sea of stars is a turn-based rpg inspired by the classics it tells the story of two children of the solstice who will combine the powers of the sun and moon to perform eclipse magic the only force capable of fending off the monstrous creations of the evil alchemist known as the fleshmancer it's the first time i learned what the villain's name is yeah, I love it and hate it. <laughs> I played the demo of this and it it's really really good. I cannot really wait. For I want to mm-hmm. um, I want to play through the messenger again before mm-hmm. jumping into this. I, literally every time bring, you bring that up that they're connected, I'm like, what? Yeah, <laughs> they, they are every time. <laughs> like, I'm so stoked. Well, you got a few days to uh, replay it, Mike. I think messenger is a quickie. I think. Yeah. Is it? See, at this point I so. now, I want to play Sea of Stars first are and then go, go back. Go back. Yeah. 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 We can't use Fleshmancer and Quickie. <laughs> I'm just gonna have a little Quickie with the Fleshmancer, you know? What I'm oh no! Oh, uh, moving on. Also, another mini yeah. showcase alum, Prison City comes to yeah. PC and Switch. Prison City is a dystopian, action-packed side scroller with tight mechanics and intricate level design. Battle techno terrorists with your chakram and grenades. Eat hot dogs for health and locate contacts to help take down bosses. I like me some hot dogs. Twelve hours for Messenger. Okay. Not awful. No. Yay for Prison City. Finally releasing. That's cool. Yeah. So. Also on Tuesday, Goodbye Volcano High on PC and PS4 and 5. Goodbye Volcano High is a cinematic narrative adventure about love, change, and the end of an era. G- guide Fang through their final year of high school as they try to make things right before time is up. I'm going to play this on my flight to the packs. I'm going to fucking weep on my Delta flight. <laughs> yeah. It's real good, y'all. Uh, that was from PAX, by the way. That I didn't. Pl- I'm not playing it no, currently. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to make that clear. <laughs> Thursday, <laughs> August 31st, TMNT Shredder's Revenge Dimension Shellshock DLC comes to PC and all consoles. Dimension Shellshock is an expansion for TMNT Shredder's Revenge, which includes Usagi and Karai as new playable characters, as well as a brand new survival mode. You hide Usagi, Usagi is. I probably won't play a DLC because I'm just not a DLC guy. But Usagi is a really cool character. Like if, you, awesome. if you're interested in this game, he's really really dope. He's essentially like a rabbit samurai. Yeah. He's dope. Sweet. <laughs> I uh, think he's from a creator's other comic. I think. Okay. I don't oh, don't quote okay. me on that, but I think so. I think that's why they're connected. Okay. Also on the thirty first on Thursday, Somerville comes to PlayStation. In the wake of a of catastrophe, you might. Let me restart. I had flashbacks of being in high school uh, social studies class, and I read <laughs> catastrophe as catastrophe. And oh yeah, the big car- catastrophe. Dude, I, I can one up you. I read organism, but I didn't say organism. Mm, I uh, gotcha. I no. gotcha. <laughs> thirteen. I was thirteen. No. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Quickie with the flash answer. What you yeah. yeah. <laughs> In the wake of catastrophe, you must find the means to make your family whole again. Somerville is a sci-fi adventure grounded in the intimate repercussions of a large-scale conflict. It's cool. It's coming to PlayStation. Yeah, I know it's like people didn't love it, but Mm -hmm. cool shout out. Uh, Friday, September 1st, Dreamers comes to Xbox consoles, PC, PlayStation, and Switch are TBD. Dreamers will lead you on an emotional journey in a story about friendship, exploration, and personal growth. Join the three characters in their adventure through a 3D world with secondary storylines and mini-games, vehicles to upgrade, puzzles to solve, and collaborative split-screen experiences. Also on Friday, Bomb Rush Cyberfunk, PlayStation Xbox launch, available on PC and Switch already. Is that true, Mike? Yep. Yeah, okay. Bomb Rush Cyberfunk is one second per second of advanced funk style. Battle rival crews and dispatch militarized police to conquer the five boroughs of New Amsterdam. Become all city. We'll uh we'll actually talk about that whenever we get back to our normal episodes. Matt is currently playing it. Matt is like a jet set person, like hardcore jet set person. He fucking loves this game. Um, I'm very excited for the PlayStation launch. Good. What is one second per second? Is that a can you do that math, Harry? What is that? One to one. Cool. 
Anyway, <laughs> thank you so much for listening to the six one IndieCast. Reminder: the mini indie showcase is happening this week on Wednesday, August thirtieth. Harry, that's because this podcast posts on Mondays. Don't give me that look. <laughs> I was I was still thinking of the one second per second thing. Okay. <laughs> Wednesday, August thirtieth, nine a.m. Pacific, twelve noon eastern on <laughs> youtube.com slash 61indie and 61indie.com slash showcase please join us in the chat it's a fantastic fucking show i know i'm biased and we say this every time but it is such a stellar lineup and uh yeah i think my favorite so far i think we we wow. personally i think we crushed it um and the game's fucking rule uh and then yeah a regular schedule from there pax west episodes all that good stuff so be sure you are following at 61indie wherever you're on socials nowadays and uh yeah we will see you in chat for the mini indie showcase on wednesday goodbye we love you bye goodbye